Tradcast Express. Tradcast Express. It's Friday, November 8th, 2019. Well, if you're tired of hearing about Amazon Synod this and Pachamama that, I have good news for you. There's plenty of other stuff to talk about. Like Pachapapa, for example. You know, the public apostate who calls himself Pope Francis. Yep, he's in the news once again, as Eugenio Scalfari, France's favorite former Catholic-turned-atheist journalist, has published another bombshell in Tuesday's edition of the Italian left-wing newspaper La Repubblica. What's the fuss this time? According to Scalfari, Francis has told him that Jesus Christ did not physically rise from the dead, rather his mere spirit returned from the grave and appeared to the women and the disciples. Now that, of course, would be just a little bit heretical and undermine the entire Catholic religion, for as St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 17, if Christ be not risen again, your faith is vain, for you are yet in your sins. Yesterday, the conservative Novos Ordo news site Church Militant released a report on this with details. Quoting Scoffrey's paraphrasing of the fake pope, Francis allegedly said, quote, He, Jesus, was a man until he was put in the sepulcher by the women who restored his corpse. That night in the sepulcher, the man disappeared and from that cave came out in the form of a spirit that met the women and the apostles, still preserving the shadow of the person and then definitively disappeared, unquote. Now, this was published not just in La Repubblica, but is also part of Scalfrey's new book, which was released on Tuesday, whose title translates into English as The One God and Modern Society, Meetings with Pope Francis and Cardinal Carlo Maria Martini. So, what do you think? Did Francis really say that, or did Scalfrey just make it up? Well, for someone who makes stuff up and ends up calumniating the supposed vicar of Christ, Francis Shore does give Scalfrey an awful lot of interviews again and again and never corrects or abrades him. Francis has never personally denied anything Scalfrey has attributed to him, and the Vatican has always given responses that seem to deny but don't actually deny what Scalfrey says about Francis. It's always an evasive kind of reply along the lines of, oh, we can't know if Francis really said that, and Scalfari is old and doesn't take notes, and yada yada. Well, you know, they could just ask the guy and have him make a statement to the press. It's not like the guy is too shy to speak to journalists. Have him make a statement to the press that, of course, he didn't deny the divinity of Christ or the resurrection or whatever. And that to say otherwise is outrageous, and that Scalfari needs to stop lying about him, and that he will never get another interview. That's what would normally happen. You know, if Francis were innocent, and this is all just some wicked atheist trying to smear a pope. But of course, it is evident that that's not the case. And Francis actually wants this controversy and scandal. So while I wasn't there and technically don't know what Francis said to Scalfari, it's simply absurd to think that the apostate journalist is simply making it all up and that Francis said nothing of the sort.
So what will happen now? Well, we've seen this a few times already, so it's not that hard to predict. There will be the usual media firestorm about Francis having allegedly denied a dogma. The Vatican will issue a statement saying they're not privy to Francis' private conversations and that Scalfrey is not reliable because he doesn't take notes. And then Novos Ordo apologists like Dave Armstrong and Jimmy Aiken will dig out all the times Francis has clearly affirmed the bodily resurrection of Christ and say Scalfrey is an abominable liar, and then triumphantly conclude that they've successfully defended the Pope once again. Now, I could grant that perhaps Scalfrey doesn't remember all of the details and, speaking from memory, therefore got some nuance wrong about what he heard, but not such basic things as whether Christ rose in his body or not, or whether he always has been and has always remained divine. Now keep in mind that Francis is a Peronist, and that means that he is happy to tell different people different things about the exact same issue, depending on what is most helpful to his agenda at that point in time. But regardless what Francis told Scalfrey, we know from what he has said in public that Francis, in any case, undermines the truth of the bodily resurrection of Christ by claiming that it is not a historical fact, but only something we can know by faith. On April 19, 2017, he said the following during the general audience speaking about our Lord Jesus Christ. Quote, he died but he is risen because faith arises from the resurrection. Accepting that Christ is dead and that he died crucified is not an act of faith. It is a historical fact. Believing he is risen, on the other hand, is an act of faith. Our faith begins on Easter morning, unquote. So, he makes it sound like he teaches the truth of the resurrection, but he's actually denying it. Because if the resurrection didn't happen in fact, as historical fact, then it doesn't matter whether it would have been bodily or spiritual or whatever. Because whatever didn't happen, didn't happen. And no, you can't salvage that by saying that the resurrection has to be accepted on faith. Of course, it is an article of faith as well and must be believed on the authority of God revealing, but it is also known in the natural order as a fact of history. And were it not so, then the Catholic religion would have no foundation and faith would not be a theological virtue, but foolishness. By the way, the Frankster is not the only one who denies the resurrection in some way. Listen, for example, to the words of the oh-so-celebrated Cardinal Gerhard Ludwig Müller, who produces the craziest theological sophistry, but semi-trads love him because he speaks against adultery and idolatry. Here's what he wrote on the resurrection of Christ. Quote, A running camera would not have been able to make an audiovisual recording of either the Easter manifestations of Jesus in front of his disciples, nor of the resurrection event, which at its core is the consummation of the personal relation of the Father to the incarnate Son in the Holy Ghost. Unquote. Got that? 
And of course, Father Joseph Ratzinger, who, using the stage name Benedict XVI, still hangs around the Vatican as a supporting actor, also has his problems with the physical resurrection, claiming in his 1968 book Introduction to Christianity that St. Paul, quote, teaches not the resurrection of physical bodies, but the resurrection of persons, unquote. And that's a direct denial of the creed in which we pray, I believe in the resurrection of the body. And in his 1982 work, Principles of Catholic Theology, Ratzinger writes that the resurrection, quote, cannot be a historical event in the same sense as the crucifixion is, unquote. See, that's just not eschatological enough for him. Anyway, you can review all of this in detail in the blog post we published on April 26, 2018, entitled, Did Christ Truly Rise from the Dead? How Pope Francis Cleverly Denies the Historicity of the Resurrection at NovusOrtoWatch.org. So, what's all this telling us? It's telling us that there is massive, massive apostasy in the Vatican, and it is so obvious now. For heaven's sake, they're worshiping Mother Earth there now, Pachamama. Even the Jesuit Mitch Pacwa just condemned that on EWTN on November 5th. That's how in your face it is now. Which should make us think, when it's that obvious, where is the deception? Anyone who takes Catholicism seriously can see that there's a really big problem, even if they don't yet conclude that Francis cannot be the Pope. Nevertheless, everyone can see that something is very, very wrong. In Matthew 24, 24, our blessed Lord warned, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So, where's the deception when it's so obvious now? I'd say that's a fair question, and one that should make us think, because it means that the deception that is so powerful that it could deceive even the elect, if God allowed it, will be found elsewhere. And I submit that it is, or will be found, in the false opposition that is emerging to Francis and his modernist Pachamama religion. Now, I won't elaborate on this now, but when I say false opposition, I mean people like Athanasius Schneider, Raymond Burke, Gerhard Ludwig Müller, Robert Serra, Benedict XVI, and so on. For these are all Vatican II people. And here it's completely irrelevant whether they're in good faith or not, whether they mean well or are malicious. It doesn't matter, because the result is the same. Bergoglio is way too obvious of an apostate to be very deceiving at this point. The real deception, in my opinion, is the emerging intra novus ordo resistance that opposes him but implicitly validates and confirms Vatican II and the post-conciliar novus ordo magisterium before Francis. Because it is to those people and their theological views, rather than to Sedevacantism, that so many people who can see the evil in Francis are now flocking. And yet these characters, too, will only give you more of the Vatican II religion, perhaps with a beautiful liturgy, but never 
with the Roman Catholic religion as it alone was known until the death of Pope Pius XII in 1958. That religion you will find untouched only among Sedevacantists. Tradcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatch.org slash donate.